Hi campers, welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison. Hey, what's up? Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, Madison, what's up? Well, guess where I am. Are you in my house? Yeah. <laughs> you got it. I knew it. Great guess. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I made my insane cross-country move. You sure did. And I'm here. Any fun stories from your move that we should know about? Um, you know, honestly, it was like pretty uneventful. I was I was trying to document as much as I could during Kansas. But sure. here's the thing. If you're not the one actively driving, and to be honest, even if you are, it's really hard not to fall asleep during Kansas. Oh, yeah. You have to fall asleep during Kansas. It's the only way to get through it. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Um, you know, just a lot of like Jesus signs, things like that. I don't yeah. really I have questions from like a market research perspective. Sure. Who Kansas's general demographic is? Well, I will say Kansas made big news recently. We don't have to go into it, but Kansas government. Oh yeah. Great job. Great job. You great did job. great. Amazing work. You everyone. won points with us. Yeah. And that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but did see a lot of signs for some great museums um, okay. that I was sad that we couldn't stop. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to do a trip at some point. It's hard um, with two dogs. I think the museums frown upon bringing two dogs that are on veterinary and prescribed drugs. Yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah. They were, <laughs> it was, you know, they weren't their, their best selves sure. to present to the museum. They're very sweet because they Moves were very tired. hard on everyone. It's hard. Um, but yeah, I saw some things that I needed to look up, um, just some little, little landmarks. So one that I see every time I drive on 70 is the, um, like there's the, it's like the cathedral of the plains or something like something prairie related. That looks really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously saw a lot of signs for the Oz museum. Sure. Well, yeah, obviously, obviously. (laughs) And then I saw one that I need to, I feel like I've looked, I looked this up last time we drove through Kansas, I think. Um, but I always forget what it is because it's just called like the Orphan Train Museum. Oh, so you get boxcar children imagery. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, like sad, like dirty children from like. Yeah. The late 1800s, maybe. Oh. I don't. I don't get what the deal is there. So I need yeah. to look that up, and then maybe we can go. But sure. Um, and then wow. lots of just like museums of like, oh, um, like, is it like Eisenhower? Or someone, someone's from Kansas. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, and so there's some like presidential things we drove through illinois and it, i mean they love lincoln there oh yeah i mean it is land the of land lincoln. of lincoln <laughs> yeah I mean, even though wasn't he born in kentucky I so know. yeah you know what i'm almost positive that lincoln was born in kentucky so suck it illinois suck it you just take chicago and and let that be enough yeah give us all something else please <laughs> let us let us have lincoln um <laughs> But yeah, honestly, it was a pretty uneventful trip. I started, I did start listening when it was one of my shifts to drive. I started listening to a new um, podcast 
of which I forget every detail. <laughs> um, but it was a Wondery podcast oh. about like it was. Um, it took place in Malta, which you never hear about Malta. You don't hear news. about Malta. Yeah, a lot. they they fly under the radar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was like what happened to or who killed or something, and it was mm-hmm. a woman who was this journalist, mm-hmm. um, and she was really investigating a lot of like you know, politicians and high powered places and um someone like killed her via car bomb. And oh it was my god. Crazy. Um so yeah, I need to listen to more of that. But is it who killed Daphne? Yes, Daphne. There you go. I love the name Daphne. Love the name Daphne. So good. Um so yeah. I recommend the first two and a half episodes of that. Okay. Great. <laughs> I'll listen to the first two and a half episodes. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. That's as far <laughs> as this recommendation extends. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, just been moving, unpacking. That takes up a lot of life. It takes up almost all of it. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, everything's great. Uh-huh. Otherwise. Sure. So, how are you? I'm amazing. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm drinking sparkling wine with my best friend. Oh my god, a Talking literal into dream. a microphone? Are you kidding me? I know. Me? <laughs> that just this is what every uh, everyone always wants when they're drinking is a microphone. And look at us. Yeah, at least us theater kids. Yeah, theater. <laughs> um, I'm great. I have an article to read um, that I'm sure we've all heard about, but it is too good to not talk about on the oh podcast. My. I'm ready. Um, I'm not going to read the title, but this is from Vice. A photo tweeted by a famous French physicist, supposedly of Proxima Centauri by the James <gasps> Webb <laughs> Space Telescope was actually a slice of chorizo. Oh my God. <laughs> Etienne Klein, research director at France's Alter- Alternative Energies and Atomic Energy Commission, posted the photo last week, claiming it showed the closest star to the sun. This level of detail, Klein wrote, a new world is revealed day after day. <laughs> Stop. About Klein. Chorizo. I do love chorizo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a few days later, Klein revealed that the photo he tweeted was not the work of the world's most powerful space telescope, as he had in fact tweeted a slice of chorizo sausage. Okay, so here's my thoughts so far. Because I saw this headline, but I haven't read anything about it, really. Here's a few ways that I could see this, the rest of this article playing out. Okay. I just want to air those to you. So, one, he, you know, had an actual picture of space that he meant to tweet. But then he forgot that right next to it, he had also taken a close-up picture of Chorizo. Sure. And he just, you know, I mean, it happens to that all of us. That would be pretty coincidental. Where you accidentally upload the wrong picture and, you know, all of that. So that's one way. And that's the way I honestly hoped it would be. Sure. Uh, the other way is that it's a prank, all in all. I don't know that it good. says, but I think I read it elsewhere um, that it was a prank. But let's keep I reading. I a we'll- prank. We'll finish this out. I don't think it says, though. Um, According to contemporary cosmology, no object belonging to Spanish charcuterie exists anywhere (laughs) but on Earth, he said, (laughs) after apologizing for tricking so many people. Uh, 
Like an idiot, I got screwed, tweeted one French user. (laughs) Oh my god, so aggressive. (laughs) Same, replied another. The source was so credible. Klein told French news outlet Le Point that his intention had been to educate people about fake news online, adding that, I also think that if I hadn't said it was a James Webb photo, it wouldn't have been so successful. So his way of combating fake news is just simply stir shit up and start fake news. Yeah. That's a great idea, flawed execution. Right. Earlier this week, Klein tweeted another image from the James Webb Space Telescope that definitely shows the chariot wheel galaxy and is 100% not a slice of salami. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, I love salami. so good. I love salami with a little cream cheese. Why is that so good? There's no other meat I know of that I'm like, you know, what would be good on this? Cream cheese. Yeah. But salami, for some reason. Salami kills it with cream cheese. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Salami, Salami, cream cream cheese, cheese. a match made in heaven. Yeah. Is that like a Midwestern thing? Maybe. Are we just trash people? We're just raccoons. We are raccoons. We're, yeah, literally a raccoon was like, oh, this old cream cheese and this old, old cured meat. Let me, let me try this. And then a human saw it and was like, you know. You know what? (laughs) Although I don't know that it's just a Midwest thing because a big thing in Colorado Mm -hmm. is pepperoni pizza with, with cream cheese on right. it. Right. And it's delicious. That. It is delicious. Cream cheese, honestly, is very versatile. Cream cheese kills it. Love it in sush. Like, what other... Name one other thing that can go well with salami, sushi, pizza, cheesecake. You can't. I mean... Cream it, cheese does it. It's the, it's the Renaissance cheese. It is. Wow. <laughs> underrated thank you philadelphia thank you um <laughs> just the entire city of philadelphia yes. great job proud of you um also i've been watching a show i think i told you about but i need to tell the campers about it um called surface on apple tv plus and it is so good oh my God. so they released like four episodes and then the fifth just came out so then they're, they're doing it weekly, weekly at that okay. point but yeah, so it's, if you haven't heard of it, it's about this woman who um, wakes up clearly from a coma and she has forgotten mm-hmm. a lot. What is that called? Amnesia? Amnesia. She's got amnesia. Girl's got amnesia. Um, and the story is that she tried to unalive herself and um, she, like she's starting to piece together that that might not be what happened. Oh. And it's just so good so far. Great. Love it. start it tonight? Yes. Okay, great. Um, the other thing I've been watching... You're <laughs> going to be so mad. Oh, no. I'm re-watching something because Mike hasn't seen it, and I thought, oh, he would like this, and I forgot what happened completely. Yeah. Which is The Outsider. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. I the, it all comes back. I'm triggered by this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's always Stephen King's The Outsider. It always comes back to The Outsider, um, and I love it. I love it so much. It's really good. It's so good. It's so good, man. I still like. I don't know. You know how sometimes if you listen to like a podcast or something, and if you go back and listen to it 
a second time, you can like remember exactly where you were. Yeah. The first episode. That's me with The Outsider because I listened to it on audio. Oh. Um, and I was hiking this trail that I used to always really like because there was, um, it was just a flat road. <laughs> <laughs> And so I would always hike this trail. That really got it. It was okay. really good. If, if if you're ever in the greater Denver area, campers, I highly Boy, recommend Waterton Canyon because <laughs> there is no elevation. It is a gravel road the entire time. Yeah. If you're there, from, it's beautiful. <laughs> if you're from the valley like us, where yeah. there's no it's perfect. <laughs> um, but I just like I would listen to that one. Um. Yeah, and I I would have like one headphone in, and listen to that one. And so I still sometimes, even when I was watching the show, I think there would be certain scenes or whatever where I could like so vividly remember oh, yeah. where in that trail I was. Crazy, because um, it was like a twelve miler, and it was so it's all. I mean, it all looks the same because it's all <laughs> nature. So. It's nature. I mean, I mean, it's yeah. pretty repetitive, right? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, nature. I've been out of Colorado one week. I'm yeah. just over here shitting on nature. Absolutely. <laughs> she is done with nature. I'm done with you. <laughs> um, God, but that's such a good show. Yeah. Great job, everyone. But that's all I've really had going on. I love um, it. Yeah. No new podcasts or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I we've, We just set our TV up this morning. Oh. Did you watch anything? soccer and i watched the premier league just started over in the united kingdom the uk the uk (laughs) and so that's essentially our tv for the next like six eight months i don't know how long it is is just a a a premier league box yeah that's all it is that's all we do um i don't have anything else really let's just just get into it let's just i'm so fucking excited i'm also very excited okay Here we go. Bye, intro. Bye, intro. Madison, I'd like to start out with a quote. Yes, please. (laughs) This quote comes from an unlikely source, yet one of the most profound philosophers of the 20th century. It's a rapper, for sure. (laughs) I wish (laughs) it was a rapper. I just assumed you were going to, like, quote Drake or something. Well, like, the mental thought of, like, this This person person doing a rap is very good. Oh, it's Hillary Clinton. (laughs) You mean Chillary Clinton? Chillary Clinton. Who's the funniest person to to possibly do a rap? Oh, yeah. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, for sure. Okay, so the quote is, How lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Winnie the Pooh. That's right, Winnie the Pooh. Today, we're heading just south of London to Hartfield, England to visit Pooh Corner. Oh my god, I love Winnie the Pooh. Hold on, have you heard, so Winnie the Pooh just went into the public domain. Have you heard about this? No. Oh my god, okay, so it just went into public domain, and so I guess coming out as like an indie horror movie about Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) I cannot wait. It is... Insane, and I love the idea that someone was just like champing at the bit, waiting oh. for for it to go into public domain so that they could <laughs> just ready like, green light this movie. <laughs> it looks 
unhinged i can't wait i can't wait i need to look that up okay so my sources are the wikipedia pages for winnie the pooh uh for a a milne um a parade article on winnie the pooh quotes uh poocorner.co.uk and the TripAdvisor page for Pooh corner amazing okay let's get into these quotes shall we <laughs> yes please uh, Winnie the Pooh, also called Pooh Bear and Pooh, is a fictional anthropomorphic teddy bear created by English author A.A. A. Milne and English illustrator E.H. Shepard. The Brits love to go by their first two initials yeah. and their last name. Can they just pick a name? Pick a name, guys. <sighs> the first collection of stories about the character was the book Winnie the Pooh in 1926. And this was followed by The House at Pooh Corner in 1928. Milne also included a poem about the bear in the children's verse book, When We Were Very Young, in 1924, and many more And Now We Are Six in 1927. Ah, so cute. All four volumes were illustrated by E.H. Shepard. The Pooh stories have been translated into many languages, including Alexander Leonard's Latin translation. Here's the thing. I have read that one. Stop. It's so you and embarrassing. The Pope, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... That was, like, somehow involved when I was learning Latin back in the day. And I just... I can't remember if someone... Because, like, I know, like, family friends always thought it was so funny that I, a child, was learning Latin. Yeah. And so when I, it is funny. And so whenever <laughs> people would see like a book in Latin or like something funny in Latin, like they would always get it. And I think I'm like pretty sure Winnie the Pooh was one of them. I love that. Yeah. Um, so Winnie Il Pooh, I think is what, mm-hmm. how you say that in Latin, um, which was first published in 1958 and in 1960, became the only Latin book ever to have been featured on the New York Times bestseller list. <laughs> the Pope is pissed. The Pope is like, come on, the you Pope guys. I was like, so I've many. been working on my autobiography uh, for <laughs> years. <You guys>. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1961, Walt Disney Productions licensed a certain film and other rights of Milne's Winnie the Pooh stories from the estate of A.A. A. Milne and the licensing agent Steven Schlesinger, Inc., and adapted the Pooh stories using the unhyphenated name Winnie the Pooh into a series of features that would eventually become one of its most successful franchises. Huh. And also, I just found out that Winnie the Pooh's birthday is August 21st, 1921, <gasps> which means he's about to be 101 years old. Oh my god. And he's a Leo. A Leo. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Also, I think Eeyore's birthday is Christmas. He is Capricorn for sure. Capricorn. I will claim him. Yeah. Eeyore was always my absolute favorite character. Yeah. Well, I was going to talk about it because, I mean, the thing is, is like, we're Eeyore stands. Didn't we yeah. figure that out recently? I think we did talk about that. We were Eeyore stands as children. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What does that say about us? What does that say about us? Mom? Mom. Can you weigh in? <laughs> yes. Anne, please weigh in. I don't think my parents listen to this. So <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so, we'll have my mom we'll psychoanalyze yeah. us. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I loved all of the characters. Like, 
loved Tigger, loved Pooh. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Piglet. But like Eeyore, there's just something about Eeyore. It's the empathy. Yeah, it is. we're empaths. We are. That's and it. we like Eeyore potentially needed some help. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> his tail was nailed on. Yeah, literally. I well, I think about that sometimes. I'm just like, it's kind of fucked up that this is like baby's first depression. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, oh, some people are really going through it, and we're just going to characterize them. Like, yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah, a lot to unpack there, but that's for another day. Yeah, we'll get into that at some point. (laughs) Um, I do love Pooh, though. That chubby little cubby, all stuffed with fluff. Oh, he's so cute. His insatiable need for honey. His cute little isms. We love Pooh. We love Pooh. Here's a Wikipedia introduction into who Winnie the Pooh is. In the Milne books, Pooh is naive and slow-witted, but he is also friendly, thoughtful, and steadfast. Although he and his friends agree that he is, quote, a bear of very little brain. (laughs) Such a rude thing to say. (laughs) Uh, Pooh is occasionally acknowledged to have a clever idea, usually driven by common sense. These include riding in Christopher Robin's umbrella to rescue Piglet from a flood, discovering the North Pole by picking it up to help fish Roo out of the river, inventing the game of poo sticks, and getting Eeyore out of the river. A lot of river issues. (laughs) Yeah. Have we thought about maybe being land mammals? Let's stay away from the river. Um, Getting Eeyore out of the river by dropping a large rock on one side of him to wash him towards the bank. All right. I don't understand the physics of that. The physics of that are questionable because also if you are a stuffed bear who is strong enough to throw a large rock that would create a wake strong enough to push a donkey. Yeah. Couldn't you simply pick up the donkey? You could. I think you could. Why are we, why are we making this harder than it needs to be? Pooh is also a talented poet, and the stories are frequently punctuated by his poems and hums. Although he is uh, humble about his slow-wittedness, why would you be anything other than humble about <laughs> What are you going to be fucking pompous about Egotistical about, I am the dumbest bitch around. I, I am way slower than you. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, owl. The owl. <laughs> oh, I also love, sorry, I also love that all the characters have names. So it's like Kanga and Rue, Eeyore, yeah. Piglet, and then it's just Owl. Owl. They didn't really read the like, stars in uh, that one. Yeah. I, okay, we need, we need a wise ass. Let's, Owl. Owl. What are we going to name him? Owl. Hootie, I think would have been Hootie. Good. That's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. For me. Yeah, real blowfish scenario. <laughs> Speaking of Owl, when Owl's house blows down in a windstorm, trapping Pooh, Piglet, and Owl inside, Pooh encourages Piglet, uh, the only one small enough to do so, to escape and rescue them all by promising that a respectful Pooh song will be written about Piglet's feet. (laughs) A respectful Pooh song. I cannot. Later, Pooh muses about the creative process as he composes the song. Sure. Pooh is very fond of food, particularly honey. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Like, retweet. I love honey. But also condensed milk and other items. And same. Same. Also, it's so funny for a character to be like, <laughs> like, 
like oh what's your favorite food condensed, condensed milk, milk. <laughs> so specific mine. i love condensed milk same when he visits friends his desire to be offered a snack is in conflict with the impoliteness of asking too directly <laughs> sure same. so he's just like so british yeah very british uh, though intent on giving Eeyore a pot of honey for his birthday, Pooh could not resist eating it on his way to deliver the present, and so instead gives Eeyore a useful pot to put things in. We have all been there. We have all, all been, there. been there. Yeah. Also, do donkeys even like honey? I mean, they probably would, but would they like an empty pot more? That's for a donkey to decide. Yes. They can put their hay in there. <laughs> When he and Piglet are lost in the forest during Rabbit's attempt to unbounce Tigger, Pooh finds his way home by following the call of the honeypots from his house. Okay. <laughs> the call of the honeypots. The call of the That sounds sexual. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Pooh makes it a habit to have a little something around 11 in the morning. <laughs> Same. A honeypot? A little honey pot. Afternoon delight. <laughs> it's morning. As the clock in his house stopped at five minutes to 11 some weeks ago, any time can be Pooh's snack time. <laughs> oh, a mantra we can all live by. That's right. Any time can be snack time. That's so right. Any time. Pooh is very social. After Christopher Robin, his closest friend is Piglet. And he most often chooses to spend his time with one or both of them. But he also habitually visits the other animals, often looking for a snack or an audience for his poetry, as much as for companionship. <laughs> so Aww. cute. His kind-heartedness means he goes out of his way to be friendly to Eeyore, visiting him and bringing him a birthday present, <laughs> which we just heard about yes which didn't make it, it all the way yeah it was not quite yeah the thought was there it was there um and building him a house despite receiving mostly disdain from eeyore in return <laughs> <laughs> and that's on being your capricorn friend that's right <laughs> uh devin coggan of entertainment weekly saw a similarity between Pooh. this is my favorite between Pooh and Paddington Bear to, quote, extremely polite British bears without pants. Yes, why? Okay. I just either put them in pants or put them in nothing. Just commit. Commit are to, they yeah. being humanized? The thing is, is animals? like a human with a shirt and no pants is the worst thing you can see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the absolute worst, especially <laughs> if it's a man. If it's a man, game over. Just please wear the pants. Yeah. Wear the pants. Wear the or pants. don't wear the shirt. Yeah, just commit. That's the thing is we want a commitment. Yeah, that's all we want. Um, let's talk about the creator of Winnie the Pooh. So Alan Alexander Milne was born in Kilbur Kilburn, London, to John Vine Milne, who was born in Jamaica, and Sarah Marie Milne on eight uh on January 18th, 1882. People of the world, do the month and then the day. Or, America, start doing the day and then the month. Because I'm sick. I'm tired of being confused all the time. I'm so tired of it. I can never do it right. I know. Can we all just 
I know it's a lot to ask for the entire world to agree on one thing. I think it's just America needs to change. Yeah. Oh, hot take. <laughs> hot take. America needs to change. <laughs> oh my god. We just take like the the lowest hanging fruit, just like the yeah. <laughs> The lowest stakes change. Uh Like, yes, we are obsessed with guns. However, However, have we talked about, you know, dates? That would be really on brand for us, actually, to do. It actually is right. Yeah. This is the time to do that. (laughs) He grew up at Henley House School, uh, 6-7 Mortimer Road (laughs) in Kilburn. A small, I mean, I didn't need the address. No, no. Um, a small independent school run by his father. One of his teachers was H.G. Wells, who taught Another there, first initial. I know. Can I, I know chill? they all do it. Um, who taught there in 1889 to 1890. Milne attended Westminster School and Trinity College, uh, Cambridge, where he studied on a mathematics scholarship graduating with a BA in mathematics in 1903. People who go to college for mathematics, are you psychos? Yeah, are you okay? Do you need help? Yeah. Um, H.G. Wells was not the influence on A.A. Milne that I was expecting. Right. Kind of out of left field, huh? Very much so, yeah. Um, He edited and wrote for Granta, a student magazine. He collaborated with his brother, Kenneth, and their articles appeared over the initials AKM. Milne's work came to the attention of leading British humor magazine Punch, where Milne was to become a contributor and a later and later an assistant editor. Uh, considered a talented cricket fielder, Milne played for two amateur teams that were largely composed of British writers. I always forget that cricket is a thing because yeah. then you were like cricket fielder. And my thought was someone who's just, just like fielding around. crickets. Oh. Like he's like a cricket handler. A oh. wrangler of crickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like... Let them live. Let them live. Let They're the lizards just... do their thing. Yeah. They can They can wrangle the crickets. They can do it. Um, his teammates included fellow writers J.M. Barry, Arthur Conan Doyle, and P.G. Wodehouse. Wow. Yeah. A lot of, once again, first and middle initial and then last name. Really? The setting of the Winnie the Pooh books is, of course, in the 100-acre wood. This was inspired by a real forest, one that Milne and his family would visit on a regular basis. Cute. Um, So, to quote Wikipedia on 100-acre wood. The Winnie the Pooh stories are set in Ashdown Forest, East Sussex, England. The forest is an area of tranquil, open, open heathland on the highest sandy ridges of the high wheeled area of outstanding natural beauty situated 30 miles southeast of London. In 1925, Milne, a Londoner, bought a country home a mile to the north of the forest at Cotchford Farm near Hartfield. According to Christopher Robin Milne, while his father continued to live in London, quote, the four of us, he, his wife, his son, and his son's nanny, would pile into a large blue chauffeur-driven Fiat and travel down every Saturday morning and back again every Monday afternoon. And we would spend a whole glorious month there in the spring and two months in the summer. From the front lawn, the family had a view across a meadow to a line of alders that fringed the river Medway. 
beyond which the ground rose through more trees until finally, above them, in the faraway distance, crowning the view, was a bare hilltop. In the center of this hilltop was a clump of pines. I hate the word clump. Yeah, it's the worst. It's like, what a beautiful view that they're describing. And, and then, then the word clump, clump comes in. Most, I know. Most of his father's visits to the forest at that time were, he noted, family expeditions on foot to make yet another attempt to count the pine trees on Gil's lap or to search for the marsh gentian. Don't know what that is. Nope. But that's okay. It sounds idyllic. <laughs> Christopher added that, inspired by Ashdown Forest, his father had made it the setting for two of his books, finishing the second little over... Uh, finishing the second little over three years after his arrival. Many locations in the stories can be associated with real places in and around the forest. As Christopher Milne wrote in his autobiography, quote, Pooh's forest and Ashdown forest are identical. For example, the fictional hundred acre wood was in reality 500 acre wood. Galleon's Leap was inspired by the prominent hilltop of Gill's Lap, while a clump of trees just north of Gill's lap became Christopher Robin's The Enchanted Place, because no one had ever been able to count whether there were 63 or 64 trees in the circle. It's not that high of a number. Yeah. So. Surely you guys can figure out a way to count it. Yeah. Does that make it enchanted that you lost count? No. <laughs> no. I don't think so. The landscapes depicted in E.H. Shepard's illustrations for the Winnie the Pooh books were directly inspired by the distinctive landscape of Ashdown Forest with its high open heathlands of heather, gorse, bracken, and silver birch, punctuated by hilltop clumps of pine trees. If I have to hear clumps of pine trees one more time. Yeah, can we not? I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that it's a clump. It's so clump heavy. Yeah, very clump heavy. <clears throat> Many of Shepard's illustrations can be matched to actual views, allowing for a degree of artistic license. Shepard's sketches of pine trees and other forest scenes are held at the Victoria and Albert Museum in London. The game of Pooh Sticks was originally played by Christopher Milne on the wooden footbridge across the Millbrook, Posingford Wood, close to Cotchford Farm. It is now a tourist attraction, and it has become traditional to play the game there using sticks gathered in the nearby woodland. Cute. 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 When the footbridge had to be replaced in 1999, the architect used as a main source drawings by Shepard in the books, which differ a little from the original structure. Okay. Now let's get to this very cute museum. I, I already can't cope with how cute it is. It's so cute. When I saw pictures, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, so TripAdvisor describes it as, quote, built in 1703, Pooh Corner is a grade two listed building on the edge of the 100 acre wood in Hartfield, East Sussex, just a short walk from where the Winnie the Pooh stories came to life. Famous for being the sweet shop where Christopher Robin and A.A. A. Milne used to frequent it, is now a spiritual home for Winnie the Pooh fans worldwide. With a tea, sh with a tea and coffee shop, gift shop, and Poohseum <gasps> covering the last 95 years of Winnie the Pooh and its creators. Poohseum! That's so cute. Also, you said it was built in the 1700s? 
1703. That's a long time ago. So I guess it was something else first? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Didn't get to the bottom of that. That's fine. But I will at some point. Yeah. And I'll let you know. Yep. Um, Now, I found that the Facebook description of this place really takes you there. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's read that. Here I go. The home of Winnie the Pooh in the heart of Hartfield, where the magical Pooh stories originally came to life. Now a tea shop, gift shop, and museum. The shop specializes in Winnie the Pooh and is home to the world's largest selection of Poofernalia. <laughs> I don't know that I love that one. I don't love it, but I love it. <laughs> Husband and wife team Neil and Sam Reed run the family business together with the help of a dedicated team of Poonatics. <laughs> no, they have no. to dial it back. Yeah, that one's a little over the top. Originally created by Mike Ridley in 1978, and a visitor known as Christopher Robin Milne surprised visitors on a number of occasions. If you have time for a little something, you will find inside Pooh Corner the tea room and garden, where you can enjoy a smackerel or two. With delicious cream teas, cakes, and savory snacks, coffees, and teas. Pooh Corner gives information about the real Winnie the Pooh locations and the famous Pooh Sticks Bridge. You will need to discover all the Pooh places after you arrive in Hartfield, so remember to pop in and get a map. Cute. So cute. So cute. The um, the tea room looks so cute, and I all the food can't looks amazing. It. Yeah. I want to go. Yep. Entry to the museum is free. Neil Reed, the current owner of Pooh Corner, added the museum a few years ago. He did so so that the people who were traveling from all over the world to visit Pooh Corner could learn a little bit of history about Winnie the Pooh and A.A. Milne. Okay, I've got one review. And I just thought that this person was being like, so nitpicky uh, but of course it's from TripAdvisor, so we expect yeah, that it was fucking rabbit oh yeah oh it was definitely i forgot about rabbit and i forgot that when i was making fun of them for you know naming owl owl yeah there's also a rabbit there's named rabbit. rabbit yeah rabbit was bitchy yeah i mean he was also, hard to handle was rabbit um a he a she or a they i feel like it was a crotchety old man. Okay. I'll look it up. You should look it up. Because I've always thought, I always thought that the voice was a little feminine, but mm. I, you know, I could be wrong. Yeah. Wikipedia says he. Okay. Well. Oh, yeah. In the Winnie the Pooh books, Rabbit is a sociable, energetic, obsessive, and bossy animal. Yeah. Who is always trying to organize and direct everyone else. Whoops. What is Rabbit's birthday? <laughs> That's the uh, real probably, Zodiac sign. <laughs> probably December. Uh, <laughs> um, it's not it easy to find It says species rabbit, gender male, occupation gardener. Um, we'll find that out later. Yeah, let me just do a quick little... Quick little search... Okay, it just says Rabbit's birthday is on the 30th. The 30th of what? Every month. 
every month on the 30th like clockwork. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it real, real quick. No. I hate that the... Um... Oh. <laughs> that the like people also search for thing says, what mental disorder does Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh have? I think that Rabbit is a Libra, which doesn't make much sense. Okay. Cut that out. Okay. So, from TripAdvisor, they gave two dots um, and said, I've been here a couple of times in the past and had no problem at all. Scones, sandwiches, and tea were great. Today, I ordered a coffee and I asked for some sugar. It is now 10 minutes, and I still haven't received the sugar. Just writing this as you haven't gotten your sugar. Oh, my. Wow, that made me viscerally angry. The coffee itself was served without a saucer, and the teaspoon was left on the metal table. I hate this person. <laughs> I'm not too fussed. So I'm yes, you clearly yeah, you are. are. You, you have are. no one in the history of people using the word fussed has ever yeah, been more fussed. You're fussed, babe. Um... I'm not too fussed, so I'm drinking my coffee without sugar. Additionally, we are sitting outside, and the waitress said no vaping allowed because of the kids. My family and I wanted to sit outside specifically to be able to have a puff, and it seems a bit strange not to be able to smoke outside, and there were no kids near our table. I hate this person more than I've ever hated anyone. I hate them. Not only are they upset about being asked not to vape. Yeah. But they're <laughs> writing this. Oh, I'm pissed. I'm also, blood red mad. Could you just not vape for an hour? Can you not vape for an hour? An hour. You'll What's this person's okay. name? Tom. Ugh. Of course. But most of the reviews are spectacular of for course. this place. And it seems like most of the people who wrote negative reviews had the same problem. Which is that they did not make a reservation before going. Oh, yeah. So it seems like the cafe isn't, like, humongous. Sure, um, sure. Leaving some disappointed if they didn't plan ahead. Mm-hmm. In closing, I'd like to read a few other quotes from our dear old pal, Winnie the Pooh. <gasps> some that really resonate with me, and I think they'll resonate Okay, with great. You. Okay. Quote, When you are a bear of very little brain, and you think of things... You find sometimes that a thing which seemed very thingish inside you is quite different when it gets out into the open and has other people looking at it. Yep. <laughs> I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. If words are hard. They are hard. Things are hard. Ugh, things are so hard. Um, it is more fun to talk with someone who doesn't use long, difficult words, but rather short, easy words like, what about lunch? Oh, retweet. Put that on my tombstone. What about lunch? <laughs> and the third and final quote, which might possibly resonate the most with both of us, is yeah. people say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> amazing. Oh, and that is Poo Corner. Uh, <laughs> I love it. The Poozium. Also, Poo Corner is like something you have to establish when you're locked in a room. Yes. 
That's true. A poo corner. You have to establish a poo corner. Yeah. Yep. A lot of corners that you have to establish. (laughs) And there's a limited number, so they go quick. (laughs) Yeah, they go real quick. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. Thank you. I love Winnie the Pooh. Thank you. Same. Oh, the best. Same. We'll have to watch the horror movie when it comes out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, too. So that it can ruin it. I mean, the Heffalump movie was pretty scary. Yeah, Heffalumps in general, spooky. Very spooky. Yeah. What are they? What are they? They're kind of like um, elephants, elephants, but and kind not. of like lumps. They're they're lumpy elephants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We solved it. We did. I'm looking up a picture of one because I don't even remember. I know. They literally just look like an elephant. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. cute. Yep. Cute. Uh, are we doing great? How are we? Who was your favorite character in Winnie the Pooh? And why was it Eeyore? Right. <laughs> it's honestly, I feel like to me, you, okay, have you ever heard of like the psychopath test? Yes. Where it's like that. The funeral. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a more accurate version where it's like, <laughs> if we say who is your favorite Winnie the Pooh character, if it was not Eeyore, then that means you have no sense of empathy. Right. You don't That's care about mean. others. Yeah. And you're obviously a sociopath. That's right. Or a psychopath because I have to use those interchangeably because I don't know what either of them mean. I couldn't tell you what either of them mean, um, but I know they're not good. No, they're not good. And it's probably really offensive for me to use them interchangeably, but... We can't know everything. Oh, I can't know everything. <laughs> um, wow. And I think that's just our demographic too, is Eeyore yeah. fans. Eeyore fans is big, like male- like late millennial, early yeah. Gen Z, which is really flattering to us, I think, because we are not late millennials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm an early millennial. We are right there <laughs> at the beginning. Um, okay. Yes, but that is very much, is very Gen Z vibes, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, campers, hey. Um... <laughs> I forgot all of our housekeeping. Okay, so we've got a few things. So one, if you enjoyed this episode, there's a few things we would ask of you to consider for your consideration. Yeah. Um, One, leave a review. It's super quick and easy. That's your lowest barrier to entry for participation. That's all we ask. Already. All we ask. That's it. Takes a second. You just tap on a star rating. If you have extra time and if you're podcast listening app allows then please just you know type out a quick little something something for us yeah some sweet nothings and um submit that yeah and we'll see it it'll be great yeah second thing you could do uh is you could hang out with us on social media that actually should be the first thing because i think it's the absolute lowest that's very barrier barrier entry yeah it's so small it's almost nothing um, we're on all social media platforms that you can think of. I won't, I don't need to name them. Yeah. Um, at the museum camp. Mm-hmm. It's right there. It's right there in the name. Um, and we're there and we're having a great time. And that is where you can tell us your favorite Winnie the Pooh character if you'd like. Oh yeah. Cause we will be asking. We will be there and we will ask. Uh, the mo- the highest barrier to entry is still pretty low. Cause for $5 a month, you can join our Patreon um that will get you access to a bunch of extra goodies some physical museum souvenirs um as well as some bonus content and now that megan and i are in the same room um and we'll be in the same city 
perpetually. We will have more coming down that pipeline. If you'll just give me a second so I can put my belongings away. unpack her boxes. For the love of God. (laughs) The only people I'm yelling at are the ones that are paying us. Yeah. awesome doing awesome um so we'll have more there we've been looking up museums in the area or in a you know kind of day trip vibe that we can go to and Mm -hmm. report live on it's gonna be great you're gonna love it yeah um and i think that's everything right i think that's everything how many times have we done this a hundred so um (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's too many for this um and Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. We love you so, so much. Goodbye. Ta-ta. Don't they say ta-ta, ta-ta. in poo? Yeah. I don't remember. I think. I think so. Bye. Bye.